Welcome to the Let It Fly show, taping live in Las Vegas. We are still here covering the tournament, covering Creighton, and everything happening in the world of sports as well. Brought to you by always Omaha Steaks since 1917, providing steaks for restaurants in Omaha and across the world, including right here in Las Vegas. I am Michael Severe, joined by former Creighton Blue Jay Josh Jones. We got a very special guest with us, though. The reason why we are here with the Let It Fly show is because of Mike Miller, two-time NBA champ, of course, the founder as well, the Let It Fly Sports Bar, and many other things. Busy man. Busy man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. We appreciate you being here. I, I joke with some friends of mine who have kids who play now. You are Mike Miller, NBA star. Now you are simply dad of Mason Miller. That's how it becomes, which is pretty cool. You eventually become the dad of a famous guy. I actually really like that. That's yeah. my favorite part. What's that feeling like, man? Because you've got absolute control when you are coaching, when you're down there on the field, court, court playing ball, but when you're in the stands watching your kid, what's, what's that like? It's brutal. <laughs> um, but it's, it's fun and, and exciting for him at the same time. But like you said, the control's out of your hands. Anytime the control's out of your hands, it makes things a little more difficult. Um, I just wanted to work out for him, you know, and it's been, it's been fun seeing him. I was able to coach him his senior year in high school, which was an unbelievable blessing, him and my other son, Maverick. So to see him now, to see where he's going, uh, I'm super excited, but it's, it's stressful at the same time. You've done a ton of stuff since playing, man. You yeah. mentioned coaching your kid. You coached as well in college with Memphis, started businesses. You just like to stay busy? What's the deal? <laughs> well, it's like the one thing that people understand is in our career, our career path, you started, you know, when you're – I was fortunate enough to start at 18, 19 years old yeah, sure. in, the, in the league. And you're on a set regimen and a routine, and your entire life you've been on that routine, and it's about the grind. And, and the reason we get to where we're getting as NBA basketball players is grinding and opportunity and – and when that shuts off at 37, 38 years old, yeah. you got a lot of life left. It's still about the competitiveness and, and being a part of that grind. And uh, it took me in a lot of different directions. Hey, check, check, check. You're good. All You're right, good. Cool, You're good now. Cool. Cool. I couldn't miss this one, man. And I got a lot to say. We got a lot to talk up. about, yeah, man. Yep, yep. Yeah, hey, uh, for me, man, like I said, man, I dapped you up for sure, man. I, yeah. I, I just want to kind of like talk about history. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm young, 33 years old or whatever, man. I took some notes as I was like earlier just thinking about like an opportunity to talk to you about stuff. I want to talk about the. 2010 to 2014, the dynasty. Yeah. I want to start. I want to dive right in there, and not just about the team. Right now, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna take a turn, man. 2010 to 2014, the Miami Heat y'all squads had the hip hop culture on smash. <laughs> yeah, they did. I'm trying to tell you, like, look, these are some of the things I, I listed. I had DJ Khaled drop the "We the Best Forever" song. That's I'm right. on one. That's yep. right. Now you thinking about the practices and stuff, <laughs> y'all. Hey, uh, also y'all had DJ Khaled had Ace Hood. Yep. He had you know had a lot of songs. Wayne, Nicky, Drake had the right. Young Money. Damn. Uh, Future dropped racks, racks on Racks. <laughs> you know, Wiz Khalifa was on fire. They're right in the middle. But I say all that to say, man, it was a fun time for me because that's when I was playing at Creighton. I was a yeah. redshirt sophomore. Um, those are songs I worked out to. I remember the decision with LeBron James and all that. Kind of talk about what was that time like for you? You know, like just – from the whole run that you had with the Heat. Yeah, I, I mean, just to start from the beginning, like to even have an opportunity to play there yeah, for um, sure. and be a part of it. When I was going through the whole draft, pro or the, not the draft process, but the free agent process, um, I was never even f focusing on Miami. Yeah. And, it, you know, it came down to it was the Lakers and then the Knicks. And then I got a call from Bron, and it was like, hey, listen, we're putting something together. You want to do it, and I said, "Well, sounds good, but I don't. I still didn't believe it because you, sure. know, they, they, you know, if you remember a couple of days before that, they they did the old D Wade Chris yeah, Bosh deal. Bosch deal, yeah. 
and being in the league as long as I had at that time, like money don't add up. Yeah, right. right. So it's not enough to go like, around. How, how y'all gonna do this? And that's when I found out that like Pat Riley is really that guy. For sure. Yeah, and he's, for sure. He's a gangster in his business. And so I said, listen, man, I'm willing to I'm willing to listen for yeah, sure. Yeah. And and I went there with the sole purpose. Like I had mon- more money offered me other places. Yeah. But I really wanted to focus in on having a chance to win a championship. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. When you grow up as a ball player, man, it's like in the park or at the outside of your house. Yeah. It's like playing at that level, seeing what you're made of. And I had a really, really good career, was fortunate before them, but I never played on a stage that really mattered. Word. Where you really yeah, I feel your, you. Yeah. You really put it's your, like you're hooping, but there's no substance to it. Yeah, the so the you, dreams and the goals you work for. So I want to see if I had it. For sure. And whether I would, I would you know, puke on myself or, or yeah. get it right. And so... It just worked out for me that I had the opportunity. I was blessed to have that opportunity. Miami put together an unbelievable team. Obviously, right. Ron, D-Wade, Chris Bosh. But you also have Ray Allen, Birdman. Yeah. Udonis Haslam was my Man. college roommate. Like, we had a lot of OGs in there. And it, yeah. was, it was just a blessing for me to be able to be on that stage and, and see what I had. Yeah, that's why I say, like, dynasty. I mean, anytime you win two and you go multiple times in yeah. dynasty, you wasn't there the uh, the last, the fourth year, right? No, I was not. So, I was going. that's why I was going to ask before. I was like, so... Brian hit you up before the decision. Yeah, right. Uh, two days before the decision. Yeah, because I because so you knew. Yeah, I did. Nice for sure. I, That's I still up. didn't believe it though. Yeah. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, like when you go through that, like in bat in the NBA, obviously it's it's about making a roster work within a cap, right? right? And so there's for only sure. certain things you can do. But that's why I was saying, like Pat. Andy, all the guys over there just manip- did a really good job of clearing space right. and making that team work. Now, everyone had a sacrifice. That's the other thing. Like, yeah. I tell people all the time, man, sacrifice is an easy word to say. It's a hard thing to do. No doubt. Especially when it comes to pocketbooks. Right? Yeah, and for so, sure. And so, like, everyone was all in and everyone yep. sacrificed. And yep. and not only just the money, but the playing, the, the way you played, like, yeah. Sacrifice is easy if you know what the outcome is. For sure. If someone says, hey, man, you're going to win two championships. If you come here, you're going to take less money. You, everyone would raise their hand. Yeah. Right? But you take less money. But when money, it's time less, to do it. Less shots, less minutes, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then you lose. Right. So, you know, it, it just ended up working. But you got to trust in it. You got to have faith in it. And, you know, it just worked out for us. Listen, sure. What's it worth, right? Because you could go someplace. Right. You could have been a star in right. terms of scoring yeah. and had a bigger check. But what's that championship worth? I mean, At the end of the day, that's what you think back on, right? Yeah. The championships? Yeah. You work. I mean, obviously, like in life. Life, man, like getting to that pinnacle, everybody wants to do it, no matter what yep. you're in, what yep. field you're in. You want to get to that, get to there, and and people call you a champ or call you the best or call you CEO. It's what you fight for. Yeah. And so for me, like that was what I did it for. Yeah. And and you know it's wild how you get out of there and now you're a smarter guy. You know what I mean? Like you understand the game. Yeah. More. I yeah. I learned through it. There's for no sure. question because any locker room, whether it's Creighton's locker room, Miami, it doesn't matter. There's certain things. It's to to win championships or be an NBA basketball player or do is small things. Yeah. And so what I really learned through that was just the culture of ideas. Um, you know, sacrificing, mm-hmm. um, getting people. People to really buy in, all those things come into it because mm-hmm. it's a real. It's a, there's a small line between making it and not making it, winning championships, not making championships. All those things come into into fold, and so yeah, I learned through those championship runs what it was like, and so did Brian, so did D- like all those guys. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a it's a humbling thing to be a part of, but when you're in the mix of it, you don't know, man. When and you that's walk why, away, you do. That's mm-hmm. why I said, man, like y'all y'all had it on smash just to mm-hmm. just kind of you hear you reflect on it is kind of cool for me. Yeah. Like, what about like? You were on a roster with Jesus Shuttlesworth. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I know, like, as a fan of basketball yeah. and as a shooter, you was, like, looking for all the little yeah. tweaks and game yeah. you can get from him or whatever. What was it like? What was his work ethic like, and how did it influence you as a shooter? What I learned through that was is that, 
getting to the pinnacle again at anything like shooting yeah. doesn't matter what it is is it hasn't changed the work doesn't change for right? sure like so yep. I was fortunate enough to come through in an era like Reggie Miller was that dude. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. Reggie Reggie pulled me aside one day because I walked in. I was always one of those guys that was early, and Reggie walked in and we had a conver or like a real conversation. I was 19 years old, 20 years old, and and he was you know he was that guy as yeah. far as shooting goes, and and he just talked about routine and habits and 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 those things. And then when I got to uh, to Miami, and I'd always admired Ray and what he'd yeah. done. It clicked, like, yo, like, all the stuff I've been doing, yeah. there's a reason me and Ray, now, I'm not putting myself in Ray, because Ray is that dude and Reggie yeah. that dude, but there's a reason I was able to do the things I was doing For because sure. of the stuff Reggie taught me, but then you see it with him and it just validates it, right? Like, yeah. And so me and him would always fight who's going to be the gym first. There you go. That was, yeah. that, <laughs> was, that was our deal. Like, he was always the guy that came at 4 o'clock. I was the guy that came at 4 o'clock. So then I had to come earlier. Then he came earlier. So it was, it was a whole deal. <laughs> but what you yeah. learn through it is, sure. is, is, is there's sure. no secret sauce, man. It's about nah, the work. It's so, just, yeah, yeah. put the work like, in. And those guys, those guys that are elite shooters are the ones that are always there. They build routines. They build habits. And they build and that that, that creates the 7 o'clock, which Preach. is yeah. what you really want to do. Yeah. Mike Miller joining us on the Let It Fly show. So we talked about this a little bit with the Creighton bench and those guys' responsibility. How do you come off the bench hot, which you did a lot of times, you got buckets, you're sitting there, you're waiting, how do you get in your limited minutes? What's a mentality as a bench player being productive? Well, I mean, I think it, it's a it's a it's a great question. I mean, at the end of the day, at 18, 19, 20 years old, it's a lot harder than it is at 27, 28 years old when you made a lot oh, yeah. of money, right? right so, right. Um, when you come in at 18, 19 years old, is you got to come in with a mindset that you know the only way I'm going to play is if I bring energy, I bring it. Yeah. If, if I if I increase or keep the lead to where it's at, and and it's hard because you know that buzzer's coming. Yeah. And so, man, like, I've, so, I've been there, yeah. Coach Mac, yeah. bro. Yeah. But but that, that's but that's, it was my role. Yeah. That's it part of it. And you gotta you gotta trust the process For of sure. it. it I, yeah. There's nothing easy about it though. Like it's nah. it's always hard. Yeah. It's just you gotta form and and really steal your mentality that the yeah. work that I put in my entire life yeah. is meant for that. And then once you do that and you go and trust it and not worry about mistakes, you have a chance. Yeah. I respect that in a relatable way. I was a sixth man for our Creighton teams yeah. when I played with Doug and the guys. And even though I felt like I wanted to play more, I could play more, I was doing the best that I could to put myself in a position to prove why I should play, mm. knowing that my role is to be what it was. Yeah. So yeah. I feel what you're saying. Yeah. And I know you, uh, like, humbly speaking, that, like, you say you want to put yourself a ray and all like that. Stats say a lot. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, like, for sure, like I mean, you know, basketball is what I believe. Like I'm, I'm, I like, I know that you. I think you like thirty top thirty three statistically in stats and percentages yep. and thirty all time and like just uh, threes. But that eye test is different, bro. Like mm-hmm. the, the shots that you made, uh, the games you made them in, and how you were always ready. Like you saying. I think you like one of the greatest NBA three point shooters of all time, bro. Oh, appreciate I'm that. not just yeah, saying that because if you're you, there. hey, because I tell you a real true story. <laughs> so I was uh, teammates with uh, Caleb Corver, Kyle's little yeah, brother. Yeah. We in Illinois State, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Kyle come in. You know, it's my first time uh, meeting him. It's my um, my red shirt year. I had open heart surgery. Yeah. I took a red shirt yeah, year yeah. my freshman year. So Kyle come on to the court. Uh, it's a night. Is it like shoot around before the game the next day? And I walk up to him and I was like, Hey, man. Behind Kobe, bro, you like number 
five. Like yeah. I, you know, yeah, I've yeah, wagered yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. know, and and he and we like drew a liking to each other from then because it was authentic. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like I mean, I I definitely like looked up to him. I still yeah. do, mm-hmm. but like I just kept it real. But and yeah. so I'm just saying that to say yeah. to you, bro, yeah. like you like that. Like yeah, he you was, was like one that, of the you you one of the greatest NBA yeah. shooters of all time yeah. well, to me. I appreciate that. Getters, man. One of the great yeah. hockey getters. That, swashbuckling. That's yep. that's why that's where Let It Fly yeah. came from, though. For, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the one thing, and that's for all shooters. Shooting's shooting's hard. Yeah, like, it what is. people understand is like, especially when you're labeled that shooter because you're expected to make them, right? For sure. And yep. so you better you better get your mentality behind the fact that I put the work in. If I put the work in at seven o'clock, I'm going to show up. Yep. And I never, I was always one of those guys, fortunately for me, I don't know if it comes from God or to my upbringing or whatever yeah. it is. Like, if I missed a shot, I felt like the hoop moved. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, yeah. that's. I feel you, but yeah. I, yeah. But you better have that yeah. as a shooter. You was one of those guys when every time you shot, it was like, ah, yeah. ah, you yeah, know. should have gone in. Yeah. But you put the work in, though. That's yeah. it. And, and, and I, I definitely attest to that. I build so the trust. Early in your career, when in the middle of your career, you're yeah. playing with LeBron. is about yeah. as complete as anybody, right? Yeah. But the end of your career, Nikola Jokic, you're playing yeah. with him. Yeah. That's what crazy. he's become is incre- he could be a three-time yeah. he could be a three-time MVP <laughs> at some point. Did you see that? Did you realize what kind of court presence he had at an early age? You know what I, I've been fortunate. I've been around basketball for a long time. Yeah, and it really does. I don't know what it is about me, but if if I see someone for a little bit of time, I know what he has and where he's at. And so, I'll give you a funny story. I get I get traded from Cleveland to Portland. And okay. I tell Portland I'm not coming, right? Like, I just, I'm at the end of my career. I don't. So, one of my best friends is the Crockies who owns the Nuggets. So, mm-hmm. I sign with them and I show up late and we get there and they're, and Denver's loaded. They're just young. Yeah. They haven't figured it out yet. They don't, they don't know what direction completely, but they knew they had talent. And Nicole Jokic was a second round guy. He was in the practices and uh, the big Crock, Stan Crockett, comes to me and Josh and they're like, what do you think? And, and Tim Conley, who's, he's actually in Vegas right now, who's, uh, the president of the Minnesota Timberwolves coming to ask me what I think. I said, I don't know who that kid is, the fat, ugly kid. <laughs> yeah. But he's your, he's, your, he's your best player. It's not even close. Yeah. And what it did was, like, his game was just so good. It's like the Matrix. And most young kids, when you watch basketball, when the ball hits your hands, the game speeds up. For him, it was the opposite. Mm-hmm. And he really, the, ball, the game slowed down. He, under, he didn't understand at the time how good he was, but his skill set for where the game was going was so was so impressive and yeah. and then he he under he was smart enough to realize like for me to be the MVP of the league I had to stretch out to three. I would, listen, I I thought he was going to be really good if I said I was going to be the MVP. I'd be lying to y'all, but for sure. I did I did brag on him at every time I had a chance with with media and those guys because I just seen it and he just. He just gets it. He's got a toughness about him. He's got an understanding. He's got a confidence. And all those things kind of when you circle them together with his talent was going to be special for sure. Mm. Yeah. I, I want to switch over to Let It Fly Sports Bar. Yeah. It got started with the energy drinks, right, for you? Yeah. Let It Fly is kind of yeah. the beginning of it. My life is Let It Fly. You, yeah. probably, you probably was in Miami or something. <laughs> yeah. From shooting the ball, obviously. But when, when did you realize that that's what you wanted your second half of your life to be, that you wanted to be a business guy, that you wanted to develop things like that? You yeah. never know. One thing I was what, I, what I've always had is good self awareness and I knew you're all about who you're around and learning different than basketball like if I'm around great players I'm gonna be better if I'm around guys that have done it before I'm gonna be better so I was always in those rooms and at those tables and and to hear those stories there was opportunities and and you know the one thing about athletes and professional athletes is that you're you get in those circles you get to understand if you're if you're a sponge you'll learn and so I've seen opportunities and being in in Miami like we talked about like it created even more right because we were we were a pretty good team at the time and so and you had all those stars and so 
it was one of those things where I, I saw where the, the beverage business was going. Yeah. Right. Um, I wanted to do something healthy, so I started Life Energy, which was Let It Fly Energy. Um, and it was just an opportunity to get in the business side, to sit here and say I knew I was going to get in the business with all that stuff. I have no idea. Everything in life is a pivot. Basketball yep. is a pivot. You yep. learn. You start going in one direction. Another door opens. You pivot. You go to that direction. Um, but the moral of the story is just surround yourself with really, really smart people. Yeah. Um, try to learn as much as possible. Um, and, you know, hopefully at some point it pays off. Yeah. You are the embodiment of your brand. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. the way that you approach the game, the way that you're sitting here talking about your life experiences is almost like figuratively and literally. Yeah. I understand that. And that's <laughs> why, like, we, when I first came in, uh, before we even got up here to talk, I was like, I appreciate it just because, like, I believe in it, you yeah. know, from a passion standpoint. And I feel like, like, you are a, a great role model to push forward the brand of Latin Five. We thank you for bringing it to Omaha, Nebraska. It's <laughs> yeah, going to be crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Talk, you know, talk yeah. about the uh, the design and all that. That's going to be really cool. You, oh, you started off in, in Germantown, Germantown, which might when uh, Katrina happened. My, I'm from New Orleans, mm-hmm. so a lot of people moved to Memphis, mm-hmm. and we were Collierville and Germantown. Yeah, I know that right, area is right. pretty well. Good money up there too. Why did <laughs> you decide to start there with the sports bar? You know, again, it's is nothing is ever to me is nothing is ever planned. It's about opportunity mm-hmm. and it's about people. So you know, I was fortunate enough to play in uh, at with the Grizzlies for you know ten nine years, whatever it was, a yeah. long time. Most of my adult life was there, so I had relationships. I knew it, mm-hmm. and and then selfishly, like you know, to me is I wanted a place to go watch sport. My whole life has been sport, right? Yeah. I don't care if it's football, baseball. It don't matter what it is. I want to go there, and I want the atmosphere to be the way I want the atmosphere to be. I don't want to go somewhere else, stay home. Yeah. So, you know, you know. then I'm retired. Now it becomes more food, right? I yeah, said, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you start every, – everything in life to me is organic, right? Like, like, let it fly doesn't just mean sport to me. Let it fly is like life. Like, I take chances. It's purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's organic. And so the putting a sports bar in Germantown was an organic move for me because it, it wasn't about the money. It's never been about the money. I've been mm-hmm. I've been fortunate enough to make some good money. So mm-hmm. it's now it's about, okay, how can we create an environment and an atmosphere that everybody in Germantown gets gets a, a, a rewarded for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And selfishly, again, I, I put it back on me. Like, I wanted to go somewhere where I could watch NBA basketball games. I wanted to go somewhere where I could watch NFL football on Sundays. I wanted, But I want that atmosphere to be fun. Like, like, yeah, right. At the end of the day, everyone goes through life and it's stressful, and it doesn't matter what it is. I don't care how much money you made or didn't make. Sure. Stressful. You want one day where it's not about that. Right? That's right. Like, it's yeah. like, hey, man, pass me a cocktail. Let's just have some fun. And so yeah. it started that way, and it, and, it, and it took legs of its own. Like, everyone's like, oh, damn, that's, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Like, the atmosphere is cool. I get cool. that reaction now. Yeah. But yeah. then you build from it. For you sure. learn, you figure out stuff yeah. you like, you don't like, you build from it, you hire smarter people to start mm. taking the reins. And, and I've been fortunate enough to be around a lot of smart people. And then now Omaha happens in Sioux falls happens so yeah we're excited because so that's obviously your home state that's yeah. why you went there yeah, with yeah that you got to put on yeah. for it you yeah. know about to say man yeah. <laughs> but why, why omaha then well it's perfect right so again we do love our sports man. yeah and, we do. And, and so just having my time in omaha but but it even rewinds back to like you know i think it might have been doug and y'all's class yeah y'all go to the ncaa we, tournament yeah. Yeah, and they always have the the warm up shirts. Yeah, and so Creighton calls me because I have it trademarked. So they call me and say, "Hey, can we use Let It Fly for the stuff?" Yep, I'm like, "Cool, go ahead." Nice. You know I mean, like to me, that's you know, if it's gonna be on sports, yeah. it's gonna be something I own. The city run with it, it too. So then you fast forward. My son's there. My brother's there. Mm-hmm. They've put they've they've really kind of you know welcomed the brand. Let It Fly. For sure. They, their styles. It's organic again, right? Mm-hmm. Their for style sure. is that. It's not like we're yeah. pushing something on them. Like that's what they believe in. Yeah. And then you go spend a little time in Omaha. Come on, man. Like, like they love hoop. Yeah. And they love sport. And so like, 
let it fly. They put the stuff behind it. They play that style. My son's there. My brother's there. Coach McDermott's one of the best dudes in the world. Like, come on, man. It's, it's, it has Just to happen. Sense. Yeah. And it speaking of Omaha, bro, when I was coaching in that TBT tournament, for yeah. those of you out there that don't know about the TBT, I am the GM one of the coaches for the Omaha Blue Crew, million yep, dollars, yep. One, one million dollars, winner take all tournament, man. Yep. We came, we came up short. It, it is what it is. But when I was in the midst of it, I looked around and double took, and I seen you, yeah. Amin and Azura Thompson. Yeah, kind of yeah. talk about them from your perspective. Elite. I'm, uh, I've, I've said this from the beginning. They came down and trained with me for a little bit, yeah. which tells me right now that they're locked in and know who they are and know what they got to get better at. And yeah. I respect the hell out of that for young kids. Like that yeah. to me is to me just self awareness in life is yeah. important. Um, but I, I I stand by it. I think they're a jump shot away from being generational talents. Man. And they, they what they do off like athletically and defensively. Yeah. At, at 18 years old, I've never seen before. And so uh, I was at I was at your guys's game. Like right. the stuff they did for to walk in that environment and yeah. to perform the way they performed. Um, they have an unbelievable future ahead of them. It's gonna be exciting to see. I've never I've seen a lot of people jump, mm-hmm. and it was in the midst of when I was playing. But being removed, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. from the game on the court perspective, you watch NBA, you yeah. see a Zion, and you see these guys. Yeah. These kids, these twins, have the athleticism of generational talent. Oh, it's unbelievable. I, it's unbelievable. And as I talk about generational talent, what about Victor Wimbignana? Have you yeah. ever seen – you played yeah. 20, 20 – <laughs> how, I don't know how long specific, mm-hmm. but – have you seen a guy like him before? Not that size. You do, you don't. And I'll be honest. I don't know if it's in the Omaha Stakes or what it's in, but the, but the way these guys are growing and, and yeah, and yes, sir. It's it's just different now, and and, yeah. and they've they've taken a different approach to training. Um, it's like everything in life. As the games grow, the younger kids put in more work and do mm-hmm. things. So you always have to pay homage to the dudes behind you, like I've always done. Like like those guys are going to make so much money doing it. But it's because in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, they've trained differently. They've done sure. stuff. They're more athletic. They're yeah. bigger. They're stronger. They're faster. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me to see it. Yeah. Now it's ridiculous what he's doing. <laughs> um, and I don't think you'll. I mean, again, I don't ever want to say that because I, you know, it's going to happen probably. But as far as what he does skill wise at his yeah. size, his ability. Yeah. Um, you just hope for guys like that, man. As they get that big, just stay healthy. Yeah. You know I know. I mean? Like uh, that's yeah. the scary Being thing. Being like seven feet. Yeah. yeah injury prone. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 But elite talent. So. I always say that a, a good AD in college plays a sport. Mm. It's just easier for them to relate, right? Yeah. Same sense. thing, I think, for a general manager. Oh. When you're in a sports management agency and you've already seen it, you've yeah. negotiated contracts for yourself, you've yeah. seen other guys maybe get cheated at times, how does it help you with your agency to understand the business being a part of it at one point? Again, like I tell you, as my life is just organic. Organic, it's, it's yeah, li- Live sure. sports management yeah. is let it fly team, right? Yeah, so no everything, everything's let it fly. <laughs> yeah. But I, I truly do believe this. Like, There's outliers and there's things that happen, but whatever you want to be in life, you, you are who you hang around. Yeah. Sure. Right. And and so my biggest thing is, and I tell people all the time, like there's a ton of unbelievable agents out there. We're just different. We keep the basketball at the forefront of things. And I tell guys, no matter what, like everyone talks about marketing, doing these things. And, and I built an unbelievable team. I built everything in my business is built around what I would a basketball team. Right. Like oh, starting no your roles, no having right, an identity. Yeah. yeah, you're trying to win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. it. But yeah, even yeah, that, yeah. like even when you hire, right, like 
you got to, like when you build a basketball team, if you're a point guard, you got to be able to operate and pick and roll. Makes if you're sense. a marketing guy, you better be great at marketing. Yeah, it holds accountability, yeah. does those things. So I built it like I would any other, like any other of my businesses. Like we can compete against y'all, but y'all can't compete against us because at the forefront of things in basketball or in, in the lift sports management is we're going to be about basketball. Yeah. yeah. And because if you go out there and you average 20 and 10, you make my job easier. You make everyone's job right. easier. And the marketing becomes because of that. So like, I would say, like, when I built that, it was it was about really bringing the basketball side of things in it. Mm -hmm. And if you're 19 years old and you get drafted, you're not supposed to know. Right. When I walk into summer league or I walk into when I walk into the uh, the locker room and it's a 34 year old man who's yeah. been doing it forever, like you yeah. got to understand. And then at the same time, like find out ways to build routines to not just get there but to stay there. To stay there. I was fortunate to do sure. 17 years. For sure. I didn't do it by myself. It was the Reggie Millers. It was the Tracy McGrady's. It was the Grant Hills. It was like Brian. All those guys were a big part of my life. It wasn't the agent. Wow. You know what I mean? Like wow. Arn Tellum was the best agent in the business. Mm -hmm. Still love him to death. Runs the Pistons. Yeah. Owns the Pistons. Yep. But where I lied on it was my family and the dudes in the locker room were the people yeah. that knew basketball because yeah. there's ups and downs in everything. And it's never as good it. as it seems. It's never as bad yeah. as it seems. You got to rock Man. it up. Yeah. Mike Miller joining us again. Let it fly show. We're here in Vegas. Creighton playing tonight. So all of this leads up to you had a pet monkey? <laughs> what? I mean, seriously, bro. There's say, a lot of cool I say, things. I didn't say I was saying. There's a lot of cool <laughs> things in the world, but you got a pet monkey riding yeah. your dogs around. I, I want to hear more about the pet monkey. Uh, so me and my wife uh, love animals. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, you know we got the, one of the nicest zoos in the world. Yes, right. <laughs> okay, bro. Okay. Right. Uh, so so I ended up getting, we ended up getting Sonny the monkey. And, uh, Sonny. Nice. Yeah, and he was... He was an unbelievable pet, but at 19, 20 years old, my wife was 21 or 22 at the time. Like, it was just an experience that, believe me, the stories are endless. But it was an unbelievable experience, unbelievable pet. But when we had Mason, um, we got rid of him just because he was be very, yeah, he's very, he was very attached to us, and yeah. we just didn't want that. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. But it's yeah. just a like cool thing. I mean, we we used to always joke you having a helper monkey, right? You want somebody to go get you something, <laughs> go grab a beer out of the refrigerator, or well, yeah, right. to have yeah. something around like yeah. that is always a yeah. great story. Yeah, it's I want to. Cool. I, I got two more fun questions yeah. for you, man. Uh -huh. uh, I like to segue to that. Um, so, and you probably haven't been asked this before, bro. But keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> you LeBron, played with Bron. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. You, you, you got to ask. Uh, how about this? I like the way Jordan answers I, it. I'll give you my take, too. Yeah. But I just want to hear yours. You know? Um, Remember, it's just me and you here. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, and like, again, here, to me, like, we could have this conversation a million times. For sure. And, and whether you sided with Jordan or I sided with Bron, <laughs> I could understand both sides. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Like, one thing that I always do with Bron is that when he's – and the game's changed. Yeah. Like, you got to – So Jordan talks about – For like, sure. The game, the game has yeah. changed. And so I never include anybody that I didn't see with my own two eyes or didn't compete against. That eye test. Unfortunately, fortunately for me, I played with – I was able to play against Jordan, and I got to see Jordan uh, up close. Oh, yeah, the Wizards. Yeah. Word, um, word. But LeBron will be top five in every major statistical category that's ever been created. Yep. Um, Jordan will ultimately be probably, unless something changes, more of the winner with the yeah, championships. for sure. Um, I just, because I play with him and and how good he is and how how awesome he was as a teammate, I pick LeBron. Yep. But, again, those, like, this is a, like, to me, it's an impossible question. It's because, crazy to be compared to Michael yeah, Jordan. It's, it's an impossible question. It's an impossible question because, like, we could have this conversation for, you know, for three hours and for you'll sure. throw a stat at me and I'm like, damn, you're right. 
And then I'll hit you something with LeBron, and he'll be like, damn, you're right. So, yeah. like, at the end of the day, they're both unbelievable, and they both changed the game right. so many different ways. Like, Jordan really put it on the map for me, so it was hard. Yeah. But LeBron, like up, LeBron's right. my dude, so. And you won with him. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm, 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 I respect that coming from you. Here's yeah. one of the things I, I love, and Jordan that. talks about this a lot. So they didn't start even really lifting weights yes, wow. until they started getting pushed around until by the, the Pistons. Rules. So yeah. he hadn't really Dang. lifted weights. Yeah. You think about it, LeBron has been eating right for the most part, lifting through his youth. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if what Jordan would have been like if he actually would have taken – he I was mean, out eating pizza, smoking even, cigars, yeah. even having cards, even, playing even, cards. Even when you put that into perspective, though, too, you look at longevity, like Bron's done it. Look what he's doing now still, yeah, man. That's still. ridiculous. Yeah. At a high level. Yeah. No, no, he's still 25-5. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. But that's the, crazy. The, the, big, the biggest thing there is, like, you know, Jordan stepped away and played baseball. Yep. Like, just – so there's, there's so many different things yeah, you can put into I it. Yeah, I feel you. Like, I feel you. It's it's it's, yeah. a, it's an impossible conversation to have yeah. because you're not you don't ever want to disrespect either of them right and it's not like you're talking yeah. about one and two it's not yeah. like you're talking about you know yeah. anything different yeah. so it's like one they're a, both one they're, B. they're both did so much for the NBA and did yeah. everything for young kids it's it's really cool to see so how about this um, my last question about you know kind of in the conversation of the who's who um, I'm a, I'm big on eye test too if you can give a top five guys. Of all time, oof, oof. oof. What like would you it be said, for you? It's guys you played with or you watched too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you're you going, can't be throwing out Bill Russell. Yeah, yeah so we are not tripping you, about Bill. Yeah, and, you're throwing you know, two out there. We just had the conversation with so it's MJ sure. and and it's and MJ LeBron and one and two. Yeah. yeah, I gotta put Larry Bird in there. Oh yeah, most complete player I ever watched. I'm, a kid. I'm putting Shaq in there. Yeah, Dominant. and I'm probably putting Kobe in there. Man, I love you, put Kobe in there. And I agree. Like I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like I, I feel for me. People, people, just so you know, have no idea how dominant Shaquille O'Neal was. Yeah. Impossible guard. Man. Impossible. Yeah, and then. I'm trying had, to fathom what you're saying. Think about they'd have called a foul every time he got fouled. Coach, coach, I'm just telling you, he was the most impossible cover of all time. Like, yeah, and, and the coach yeah. understands that. And, and the biggest thing that you take away, like, from me, yeah. even when you remove yourself from the game, is 29 teams changed the way they played every time they played Shaq. Wow. And yeah. so, like, to me, the, 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 the constant thing for me, if you're a good team or you're a good player, you play four or five games a week in the NBA. For sure. You don't really have a time to change your game plan. Yeah. If you're changing that game plan based on one player or a style that a team plays, Creighton has that. You yeah. change the way you play yep. playing against Creighton. Yep. That just goes to show you the respect level ah, they have for those yeah. type of players. Yeah. I watched the documentary, Shaq. Remember we talked yeah. about yep. that? Yep. And the way that I've seen it and the way you're explaining it oh. – it uh, sounded the exact yeah. same. Yeah. I like, witnessed it with my own two eyes. It's it, oh, my God. It was, it was Will Chamberlain before. Because yeah. Will Chamberlain, they changed the game. They, they outlawed the dunk in college because he was so dominant it in the paint. Were, this is yeah. a guy who led every year either scoring, rebounding, and then one year assist yeah. just because he felt like it. Yeah. And he was one of the greatest high yeah. jumpers of all time yeah. at seven foot two. It's exactly and why. And a great volleyball it's player. It's exactly why I put the asterisk. If I didn't see you with yeah, my own two exactly. eyes, I, I don't want to have a conversation because it's not fair to them. Like He probably is a top five guy, but I just didn't. Yeah, but that's why. I said yeah, that about yeah. you as a shooter, because yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of big shot guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's cool to hit shots, yeah. but like hitting them in them big moments. We think like, the shots that Ray Allen hit in his career, oh like there's God. legendary yeah. shots that won championships. Man, that this man hit. It's and, incredible. And, and to think what, about. People, what people don't understand is all those shots he did. He trained that so many times, like practicing it. The backpedal shot. The that same backpedal shot. He I thought it was just corner. like a no, no. A, he a literally, he literally did that at every workout. Wow. That's wow. Wild. Yeah. Man, Before that's we let respect. you go, tell us, people in Omaha, what to expect in the Let It Fly Sports Bar down. It's, of course, obviously Memorial Day. 
down in the capital district. What yeah. do they expect for it? Yeah, let them know on that camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'll be honest. Like everything we do, it's going to be an elite experience. Like to me, it's going to be unbelievable. People, we make sure of that right. Like when you come there, it's going to be about the people, about the atmosphere, about the sport. Yeah. And 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 fortunately for me, because I know nothing about this part of it, we went and hired the best people to come in and run it. And give you unbelievable food as well. Because yes. at, at the end of the day, like, to me, like, you can bring this, this, and this from the stuff I learned. Yep. The other stuff, I got to bring other right. guys that are, and we have, yeah. like, the people that we hired to bring in here, like, we don't even deserve them, really. And so, Man, and so you, you, go, you go get great people to bring out an unbelievable product. And let the people, you know, enjoy themselves. Like I said, everyone's life is stressful, man. Like, yeah. you get done with this crane game, I'll be stressed. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I'm going to want to drink. I yeah. wish I was let it fly. But, I, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah. like, just bring an unbelievable experience, unbelievable people, treat people with respect, man. Give them an atmosphere that's crazy and then the food that they'll enjoy. It's just really that simple. Based on your so. career, are you going to open one in Miami? That might come. I mean, that's that's right. Right. Yeah. Wade County. It's still Wade County out there yeah, like that? It's always going to be Wade County. For sure. On, man. That's yeah. D. Wade. But, yeah, yeah it's, uh, you know, we'll see. Like, yeah. I, I tell you, I, I never have a, a, a total plan. I think I have an idea of what I want to do. Yeah. But the people will tell you. Yeah, right? facts, like, facts, and, facts. And, and what you do and how you deliver will tell you. So I let the people kind of lead that discussion. And this one here in Omaha was a no-brainer. And I'm excited for it to open for the people. Yeah, we're looking forward as well. Yeah. Mike, we appreciate it, man. Thank Thanks for taking guys. the time. Appreciate you Thank you, bro. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate you all doing this too no it's yeah. awesome we're very excited yeah. about it yeah, and looking forward to actually down. doing it in the sports bar starting Memorial Day. hey listen we yeah. get great people see? yeah, yeah <laughs> appreciate that mike miller former nba yep. champion of course and uh, and father of mason miller who'll be playing a little bit later in this day this so we're going to talk to uh jay's beat reporter coming up in a little while but yep. I wanna, we're in vegas obviously um you've had a lot better time than i have so <laughs> what, what's vegas been like man for you uh vegas has been good for me man just because i feel like Personally, mm-hmm. you get caught up in the grind of the everyday at sure. home, man. Yep. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good good away. And it's also good to come see the Jays play. Oh, yeah. It's also good to meet up with great guys like Mike, you know, like yourself, mm-hmm. our uh, Let It Fly team. Yep, you know, yep, it's, yep. Just, it's just it's, it's great, man. It's been yeah. great for me. So you have uh, – we have a situation, obviously, and we're, we're I think we're going to do some social media stuff after the game just to kind of get people an idea of our thoughts on the game. But it's a must win. It, feel, it feels like that. And I know man. it's a must win with all these games left to be played. But right. you lose this. That's five losses yeah. in a row. Then you're going into the conference on a down note. It yeah. feels like a must win. It's twofold. It's like it's a must win because you dropped so many games so far, yep. especially with high expectation and the yep. capabilities of your roster. But it's also from an eye test, like we kind of talked about, how did you win or how did you lose? Yep. Are you aggressive? Are you driving? Are you hitting threes? Just yep. the things that – uh, we know that it looks like Creighton should be able to do while they're playing. Yeah, and it, it's it's funny because in the same season, within five games, you saw this team play as well as maybe they could play. Yep. And then you see them play at times as poorly as they can play. Yep. And it's just hard to figure out exactly what that difference. I know Kalkbrenner being out is different. Yeah. And teams adjust to you. I get all that. And you're playing really good teams. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the strength of schedule, and maybe our next guest will know what it is. But it feels like one of the toughest schedules it, it really anybody's does. played. It does. And so it understand. But I, I would have told you eight and two, maybe. Yeah. Especially after starting six and zero. Oh, yeah, for sure. To be at six and four just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um. I I blame I blame it on the players. You mm-hmm. know. I feel like like I said. Coach Mack and his staff has done all they could to prepare it. I feel like life happens regardless of how you respond determines your outcome. Yep. You just got to punch back, and we're going to see tonight. Yeah, you definitely got to punch back. That's Because that's, if you just keep getting hit, <laughs> eventually there'll hey, be no punching w- back. When I was in the seventh grade, um, Chief Tom, Thomas Warren, he was my yeah, football Tommy, coach. Yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Boys yeah. and Girls Club. Yeah. I remember one time, uh, one time we was getting kicked around in a, in a football game. Mm-hmm. By the way, my football career was very short. <laughs> I got tackled and thought about basketball. Yeah, yeah. But he said, you're either going to be the hitter or the hitty. That's true. And the thing about Creighton right now, I feel like we all got, we got all the capabilities to swing first. Yeah. But we always end up getting punched in the mouth the last yeah. three games. By the way, you may not know this, all-conference cornerback Thomas Warren. Oh, okay. Put some respect in on his college. Name. In college, he was all-conference. Chief is a man. Yeah, Concordia. He was a, he was a heck of a little baller. He was Tech a good chief, too. Finest. He was a good chief yeah. as well. Uh, joining us now, Creighton beat writer Joel Lorenzi. My joining man, us up? here from uh, the Omaha oh, World Herald. We appreciate you taking the time of and coming course, in. Of course, Now, let me, you went to Missouri, correct? I did. How'd you deal with this weekend, man? Border <laughs> war was not pretty against Kansas. Man, I'm not going to lie. The reason, well, so I like to show up two hours before each game. Yeah, That's I like dig my that. thing. And so, um, I must have showed up like an hour before the other day, and it, it pissed me off because that's like against my routine. <laughs> yeah. And it's because I was watching the Mizzou game. Right. And I fell asleep. Wow. It was that bad. It was bad, man. Yeah. It was one yeah. of those things. Like, I, and I told people, I'm, I'm not a diehard Mizzou fan. I mean, their, their fan base, the rest of the fan base makes it so hard to yeah. really like them. It's unbearable. <laughs> I um, know, I know. But And, and I almost went to KU, so. Ooh, you know, yeah. okay. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I was telling people like, yo, Mizzou, Ain't played nobody, man. Like they, you look at their strength of schedule. They had a really weak. Like it was encouraging because I, I, and you could look back on my tweets. This is not LeBron Cap. I threw the name <laughs> Dennis Gates out there because we actually went to the same high school. He's oh, okay. obviously way older okay. than me, but yeah. Um, I threw the name Dennis Gates out there almost before anybody did, and it happened. And I was encouraging that, and so I knew he would do better things than um, what Conzo had going. Only because Conzo, the the talent core he had sure. was never really great enough to make what he had work. But right. um, but I knew that. Kansas is a whole different caliber, man. Yeah. You talking about, and it's a long season. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. gonna get better. At least you loyal to the soil, bro. So it's all good. You got some rest though, right? I did. <laughs> you can live in the sleep. I did. Yeah. You needed it for that BYU yeah, game because sure. that was that was action, barn My burner, God. comebacks, and everything else. Yeah. You have no idea. I mean, I was telling people on Twitter like the story I wrote that I had written by the two minute mark. I had to rip it up. Like it was. Yeah. It was not. I, I mean, the game completely oh, changed. I mean, right. that press changed the whole game. And then I always tell people when you're covering a game like that, like. You don't have a rooting interest, but you're you're hoping that if a team is gonna come back like that, at least win finish. the game. Yeah, yeah like, finish. For just sure. for the sake of the story. Yeah, yeah. Tom Chattel always man. says, right. your coworker, he goes, I don't root for either team. I root for a good story. I root for the story, I man. I root for a good Every story. Every time, yep. unbiased, yeah. huh? And so, so, yep. so as as you know, uninteresting as it is, like. Most games you probably prefer a team gets blown out by twenty because the story gonna the be story done. be written. That's ten <laughs> minutes left in the game. That's no yeah. doubt. So I mentioned this earlier. Um, this tough schedule that Creighton has played. Yeah. But coming into the season, you had some national writers saying that the two best teams they saw were like you mentioned North Carolina and Creighton, yeah, right? Right. But then when they played Arkansas, they said both of those teams are can beat anybody in the country. Yeah. So how'd they get here? How'd we get to six and four? You kind of mentioned it when I when I stepped into the chair. You've seen his team's ceiling, I think, with with the way they beat Arkansas, and then you've seen his team's floor, man. And I think hmm. you look across the country, Bars. and there's – I don't think there's any team with such a disparity between their ceiling and their floor, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this team at its best can bang with the best of them. is top five, top ten in the country, but at its worst, I mean, damn. Like, we're looking at – they could lose their fifth straight game tonight. Yeah. Um, and obviously, that's what called Brenner out, different circumstances, like sure. you mentioned. But, um, like, the Texas game. Um, having two of your better shot makers and Trey Alexander and Baylor Sharman, like being able to have a game like that, like all your starters obviously aren't going to play well every game, mm-hmm. but for two of your starters to not play well and for that to be the outcome, I mean, they only lost by five, yeah. but like 
you knew. And that was because of the late charge in that game. Mm-hmm. Like, you knew. You saw the way they shot the ball. And a team that banks on his three-point shooting and his shot making, for them to shoot 15%. Yeah. You're like, holy hell. And then, and then you thought that was their floor, right? And then yeah. you go to the Nebraska game, and none of the starters play well. My God. And you're like, damn, this team's yeah. floor is super low. Like, mm-hmm. as low as any yeah. power team there is. So let me ask you this. Why? W- what do you think it is with the Creighton Blue Jays of why the floor is the floor and the ceiling is the ceiling? Like, what what's going on right now in this slump? Different factors, but I think uh, the floor is the way it is because of their play style. And it, it's not something you should necessarily change, but you take a gamble in uh, banking on three-point shots to fall and uh, your shot makers. I mean, obviously, like with the Nebraska game, uh, I actually wrote, like, a pretty dismissive column the day before about the series because – they, I mean, they counted them so many years. It was, well, it was like ten out of eleven years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and this was supposed. Right. To, this was talked about as Creighton's most talented team in program history. So you think, oh, that's a game they right. gonna win for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then Nebraska obviously shut me up. Um, but in, in my defense, you're hoping that this team, or you're you're thinking that this team, um, two of their better shot makers aren't gonna have uh, such bad games, and you're thinking that none of the starters are gonna play as bad right. as yeah. they did. So um, they they rely on shot making. Um, and with the stretches Trey Alexander and Baylor Sharman have had, it's not helpful. I mean, Kaluma, I think if Kaluma never fouled out of that last game, um, they win that game. Still. But even still, still, you needed damn near 30 from him to, to do be it. there. For yeah. Sure. yeah, he needed his career high by, by seven, at least, to get to win the game. Uh, Joel Lorenz joining us from the Omar World Herald talking more about this team. Um, so you look at Clark Brennan when he's in the lineup and then when he's not in the lineup. We were talking about this yep. the other day. What, yep. what, what do they do differently offensively? How does it benefit them? Because like, there can be a way that they could benefit them not having him in the lineup when, when he's not around, right? Sure. And um, it just becomes you're relying more on on-ball creation. Um, you know, I mean, and these guys got the – they got Nemhard, Trey, yeah. Yeah. Baylor, Kaluma. Like the, the BPI, the, they like that. The appeal for yeah. this team was that yeah. you had so many ball handlers that could just create. There was not supposed to be any broken plays yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Um and so with Kalkbrenner away, um, you see, even though he's obviously not a ball handler, you see the impact of a guy who no one else on the team does what he does. I mean, few people in the country do, do what he does in terms of um, just being a defensive anchor, having that presence. Um, when when their drop coverage really only works, um, and at the percentage it does, because he is such a force. And then on offense, um, just the sheer gravity of a guy and with the actions they run, just the sheer gravity of him as a role man and um, the attention that the ball handlers get because they do have so yeah. many creators. Mm-hmm. It's free buckets for him, man. And yeah. you're, you're losing that when he's not on the floor, man. Do you, sure. do you have any, uh, like, from your perspective, keys to the game tonight for Creighton? What do they have to do? To, yeah, uh, most people will see this afterwards, but uh, yeah. you'll, you will know if you were right or wrong. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, 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 right. You got to think that. Predict uh, the future. Yeah, you got to think that either Trey or Baylor or both come out of their slumps because I think, I don't know the exact numbers. I these are rough estimates. I think Baylor's 11 for 41 in the last three games, mm. and Trey is like 6 for 32. Mm. I could be wrong. I think those are pretty close. Close enough. Bad, bad stretches. And yeah. so you got to think, that can't last forever, right? No, you know no. I mean? it, if, if not for one, for both. Um, and so them having at least decent games is yeah. what it's going to take, um, especially against a defense like this. I mean, they've, they've already played the best defenses in the country. They played yep. Texas Tech. They played Arkansas. Right. Um, and the night that Nebraska played them, played the best defense. Yeah, <laughs> they, they might have been the best defense in the country. country yeah. And they yeah. played Texas, probably the, arguably the best defense yes. in the country um, next yeah. to Houston. So yeah. um, you got to think they've seen tougher defense challenges. But, they, hey, Arizona, Arizona State ain't no punk. And yeah. they're, um, they're I'd say, the tier below in terms of the way they slide around and 
and defend. So it's yeah. going to take you're, you're going to need your on-ball creators to show up. I thought last game, mm-hmm. uh, not only was Baylor Baylor shots not falling, but um, they neutralized him as a, just an initiator, just getting yeah. the paint touches and, yeah. and finding guys because that's that's, that's a lot of his appeal too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, one of the one of the interesting things is hopefully it's the luck of the Let It Fly show because we had on Arthur Kaluma after a offer against Nebraska. The next game <laughs> lit it up. Man, we had Dre Alexander on after the last game, so maybe he lights maybe it up. He turned and it tell up me tonight. what does that mean for me then? <laughs> you need to go to the gym, <laughs> yeah. kid. Just start busting it. Man, what, what do you think about the rest of the the Big East? Because you got obviously you got UConn Ooh. playing very well. St. John's has got a record. Not necessarily played the greatest schedule, but still, it looks like it's a pretty loaded conference. Right. Yeah, I, I don't have a handle on it yet. I haven't watched enough of the other teams, but I, I like St. John's. Right. You see Marquette take care of Notre Dame? Yeah, I've seen them take care of Baylor. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty, pretty. That's a tough. That's a tough game for them to for them to be off the Baylor game. Fresh off the Baylor game, and have to play those guys after this game. Yeah. I mean, you you said it. Creighton has one of the toughest stretches in all of college basketball. I mean, the yeah. Ma- Maui and then Texas afterward was right. enough. Right. Yeah. But now, considering the circumstances, then having to play yeah. Arizona State and, and Marquette, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, you got high-level games and you got yeah. dangerous games. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're playing teams with nothing to lose and they're playing, they're giving you your best shot. So, I mean, it's just as elite as if they're playing one of the top teams in the country. Last team before I let you go, we talked a lot about the bench, eight points from the bench this past game. Had a couple times with Nala from the bench. Would you change anything? Are you going to maybe change the rotation? You're Coach Max here. What do you what you changing? Sure, I'm a, I'm a fair guy. So um, as much hate as Sharif Mitchell has gotten, like I've been kind of the voice of reason for a while, and uh, I think Mac really holds him close, he near does. and dear. I mean, he earned it. I mean, so, he's he, he's a senior now. Year, uh, uh, he got he got injured, yeah. but before that, he was on ball def- defending 94 feet. He was making plays. I just think it's all about getting back in your groove and your rhythm. Sure. It could be psychological. I don't know. Sure. And, you know, I thought in the Texas game, like, he's had his flashes, even though his minutes have slowly decreased. I, I thought he had his flashes in the Texas game, like, when he came in for whatever, three minutes, four minutes. Mm-hmm. He changed the way that they, 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 you know, initiated ball screens and yeah. um, the way they – direction they took. And so he's had his flashes here and there. But I think the big thing for them, uh, being so confident in him coming into this year, even after missing the majority of last year, was – not that necessarily he would make a jump, but yeah. he would at least be what he was right. when he was last healthy. Right. And it hasn't happened. And, and, so, yeah. and so now, lately, I've kind of been open to the idea. Because, I mean, I've been bigger on Ben Schultzberg, the idea of Ben yeah, Schultzberg, than anybody. I was going to ask you that. I was going to say, how long, Looks do, good in practice. Yeah, how long do you wait, uh, not just Sharif, but the whole accord of all the players, how long do you wait before you cut minutes and shift your rotation? Yeah. Like, this is, what's the sense of urgency behind that? Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, um, they're still being patient with Sharif, obviously, but I think – the last game, the minutes Ben got were encouraging. I don't know how consistent that would be, but mm-hmm. I think they're starting to open up to the idea like, hey, uh, maybe we do need to get him ready for down the line when we need him come March or whatever. Yeah. Because you saw, I mean, the Nebraska game was the worst-case scenario. If your starters don't got it going and your bench is what it is now, I mean, it's a lot of young guys that you're hoping come along. Right. Uh, ben is probably the most advanced of all of them. He's just in a mm-hmm. tough spot with how loaded the backcourt is gotcha. supposed to be. So Good perspective, man. Last thing. Favorite thing about Omaha so far? What I think about Omaha? Favorite (laughs) favorite thing about Omaha so far? Favorite thing about Omaha? You been how long? You been here? Since July, right? Yeah, about July. Yeah, 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 he was with me through the TBT, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Favorite thing about Omaha? I think it's a better city than I expected it to be. Good good basketball community. People love basketball there, which is all you can ask for. Because I came from Mizzou, where uh, SEC is football country. So. even if, you know, I remember the days when Michael Porter was there, didn't really play a mm-hmm. ton of games that year. But um, even the buzz that year felt 
underwhelming behind him because people just care about football even when they're not I good. I mean, he's nice, bro. Mm -hmm. yeah. he, he's confident. He's nice. He's doing his thing. Oh, yeah, Mike Porter. Porter. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I, I, yeah. I always like to – I still follow Mike. It's that chip I like about him. Yeah. And, and it's got to be healthy. Sure, and yeah. not the best defender, but for yeah. what he does offer <laughs> at his size, with I mean, for his size, his shooting touch is yeah. amazing. Man. Yeah, he I like it. Yeah. I can give you ten guys and eight guys be like, well, they got great defenders. That's kind of yeah. the, the NBA is kind of like if you can give me buckets, you don't have to do as sure. much defense right. as you used to be. Sure, sure. Joe, we appreciate it, man. You can read, of course, yeah. Omaha.com uh, covering the Jays. We appreciate it, man. Always, thank you, yeah, thank man. you very much. All right, bro. Uh, this has been uh, obviously we were talking about how good of a weekend it's been in in, in, uh, in uh, Vegas. We got a chance to go over to Circa. Yeah, man. And Circa's kind of cool for a number of different reasons. One, they're going to be having Omaha Steaks there. Yep. Um, and they already gave us a little taste of the brisket and stuff. We were there that day. But is there anything that you've ever seen as overwhelming as that screen there at Circa? No. Nothing. And I'm going to tell you like and this. And I've been to Texas Listen, in Arlington, kid. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I love sports so much yeah. that it's like it's in my blood. Mm -hmm. You know, like. The screen was so big yeah. and so many games were going on that I actually didn't even get a chance to really focus in on the games I wanted to because yep. football was jumping. It was. It oh, was. my it was, God! It was a crazy Sunday in football. You had, <laughs> like, so, for example, you had a couple things that were happening all at the same time. Yeah. Right? Late, you had the two most dominant teams in the NFC. You had Philadelphia taking care of business, and you had the Niners taking care of business, big yep. time taking care of business. Yep. So probably the two best teams in the NFC. On the other side, though, I don't, I don't know what's happening with Miami. Nah. Sunday, Sunday night, two of the last two games. Right. It's been a little erratic. It seems like the defenses have kind of figured him out right. a little bit. And the more I watch them, yes, they're electric on of the course, outside. Of course. But if they're not going to line up and run the ball, nah. how much we, they've got to line If yeah, they're going to they put a to. light box in front of you, run the ball. Right. And the thing is, I'm just going to roll with what the man said himself. Tua blames himself. Yeah. And I'm going to put it on him respectfully. Mm -hmm. he, he, he wants that responsibility. He's capable of that. To be honest, before he actually got into the concussed situation, mm -hmm. they actually were rolling to a point He's where well. I, didn't, I, yeah, I didn't really see who could really stop him all like that. Yeah. Maybe a few teams, right. but they sure were on their way. Mm -hmm. But ever since then, I mean, there was a fumble. Um, Cheetah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he picked it up. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. That was cool. One of the craziest plays you see all year. Yeah, but Tua got to play better. Yeah, 10 of 28. Started three of, I think, 16 at one point. There you go. 145 yards, the one touchdown. Right. Just couldn't hit guys on nah, third down. Man. But, you know, you have slumps, and defenses figure out things. Right. The greatest offensive minds are the counterers. Yep. Right? Give me a problem. I will find yep. a solution. And that's what they got to do there. They got to figure out a way to be able to now get the ball to their playmakers and get that done. Yep. Um, Cowboys and oh, Texans. Man. That was – so you have a sports bar filled with people that, that, that are betting, screen. right? Yeah, everybody's betting that. And the line was 17 and a half. Yep. And that was pretty much dead for most of the game because Houston was leading. Yeah. But you have a lot of people who are playing these teasers. Yep. Which like six, eight, nine-point teasers. All of that died because they only won by four. But it's weird because the Cowboys, one week, everybody's like, okay. Cowboys Super Bowl team. <laughs> then you play against the worst team in the league, right. and you struggle to win the game. It's, it's, I, yeah. They are a weird team, man. <laughs> man, I, I feel like I said this joke to you before. It's like 51st dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The, the yep. Cowboys are so – yep. yeah, they're like so inconsistent, yep, man. Yep, yep. I mean, you got to credit Dak Prescott for the 98-yard drive. That was a hell of a drive. For the win and comeback. Yep. But, I mean, here, I, I'll read this to you. This, yeah, yeah. This, it says there was 98 yards between the ball and the end zone and 320 to play down three. Yep. This was a drive, the series that started with a 21-yard pass to tight end Dallas Schultz, followed by a nine-yard scramble on his own, yep. Dak Prescott, that is. Yeah. Then 13 more yards to Schultz, nine more on the parallel completions to running back Zeke, 
and C.D. Lamb. Yep. Six more on the scramble back-to-back, 18-yard pickups to Noah Brown and Schultz. Then all of a sudden, Zeke got that run in uh, for the touchdown. Yeah, it was a great drive. Oh, my God. I mean, the, the game, as fans, you enjoy the game because you mm-hmm. love the competition of it. You love the yeah. suspense of it. But if you're a Cowboy fan. <laughs> That's painful. Though. Oh, my yeah. God, you gotta painful. Kick, if you're Houston, though, you kick the field goal to go up six. Right. Not because you, you understand a touchdown beats you, but you also know that a field goal then wins you the game. So you kick the field goal there to go up six. Even if Dallas comes down and scores a touchdown to go up one, right. all you got to do is get to around the 38-40 right. right. for a chance to win right. with a field goal. Right. Instead, you got to go down and score a touchdown, yeah. which obviously they couldn't do. Right. So you got to think. I, I, and I didn't he throw an interception like right before he had that run? That drive? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. that's crazy. But, they, but they're at the goal line, and you're on the three, and you've already failed on fourth down. You kick the field goal there. You go up six, be only because you got to think ahead. So listen, we've always joked about this, me and my buddies. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be able to have good game planning, yeah. hire a kid who plays Madden. Because yeah. they know more than some of these head coaches You're do. right about that. a kid in Madden would tell you, i got to kick this field goal, because even if they go out and score, all i got to do is get a field goal to win. The win. you know, you got to think ahead exactly. all the time. And I don't know if these coaches now listen, do. Now listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. So McCarthy brought a, a great point to me. Okay. And this is his, uh, his verbatim quote. Mm-hmm. We can sit here and talk about all the things that didn't go right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you got to win a game in the fourth quarter. Hell yeah. And I feel them. They did it. I feel them. They did it. But the Cowboys are a scary team. I feel like the Cowboys, they're 10-3, right? Or yeah. what are they, 10-3? I think so. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, they did the same record as the they, Vikings, I believe. Yeah, but the thing mm-hmm. about it is I just feel like they always find some way to mess it up. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not putting no j- bad juju out there. Well, I'm, no, it's been like that since, hell, since we were, since uh, you were a kid. Since <laughs> so, you were a kid, they've so, been yeah, doing that. So the yeah. game was great, yeah. but uh, come on, man. You got to be better than that. If you have a chance to come to Vegas, and no matter what you do, just figure out a way to get over to Circa <laughs> and sit there and just watch the games on the screen because it's, it's amazing. Oh, my gosh. And you've never seen anything like that. And it's one of those things where after you've done it, you can check that off your box. Yep. That's something that you've always wanted to do. Yep. And uh, it's pretty awesome. Also, remember when we went upstairs to the penthouse? Oh, that was amazing. We went to the 60th floor, people. Yep. Here's what's cool about the 60th floor. The elevator only has two buttons. 60 it has and one. 60 and the ground. Yeah. That's it. There's only two buttons yeah. for you to go up there, and then you get a chance to see all of Vegas. Uh, we didn't have the best weather up there because it had been raining right. and it was overcast, but yeah. that's another thing. You it have was a chance like to Omaha. go. I, I joked about it. It was a little bit like Omaha. And You're it was right. pretty cool to uh, see the million dollar uh, gold. Yeah. Oh, my God. It reminded me of Ocean's 13. If you ever yeah. seen that movie, yeah. it's kind of the same thing they had with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, see, Dallas is 10-3. and three. Minnesota's at 10-3 and three after losing yesterday. Exactly. To Detroit at Detroit. By the way, Minnesota was 10-2. and two. I think Detroit was 6-7. and seven. Yes, they were. And Detroit was favored. Oh, my Vegas God. Vegas told you exactly who to bet. <laughs> they said Detroit's favored. You better take Detroit. And yeah. that's what ended up happening exactly. uh, for them. So, we will, uh, of course, our next live show yep. will be the 21st. And that's going to be at Hill Varsity Club. Can't wait. Uh, that's going to be fun. I'll be coming off my knee surgery. So hopefully I'll be able to, you guys, help me up on the stage. Yeah, hey, I got right, you back, Get a little bro. crane or something <laughs> like that. Get me up on there. But that'll be right before. That's that's after Creighton opens yep. their conference season with Marquette and before they play the second game in conference. So we'll have all that covered for you. And our guest yeah. on that show will be Greg McDermott. Oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah, we'll to me, I'm excited for the Big East. I'm all about, like, I thrive off of adversity, man. Mm-hmm. I kind of, like, you, I just – I, I just take the, the good with the bad, and Creighton's in a good spot because they can prove themselves. To me, kind of like what Mike McCarthy said, you just got to get hot at the right time. Yep, yep. And we and I feel like Creighton can still make a run in March. Well, North Carolina's that example last there year. There you go. North Carolina is, is on the bubble at the end. 
they get get going in the ACC tournament. Right, right. Next thing you know, they end up in the championship. Oh my god! So it, it it can happen for it's gonna sure. Gonna be a good one. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Again, you can always find the show Spotify, iTunes, wherever you find your podcast. Also, go to the LetItFlyShow.com page, and we load up all the shows. This is where you can find all the details as well, and more on the bar as well. Opening Memorial Day, twenty three. It's gonna be awesome. We appreciate that, and always follow us as well on Twitter and Facebook. Get those subscribers up. Subscribe. Tell them you love them. Check the love box. Got to do that as well. For Josh Jones, I'm Michael Sear. For, for Mike Miller and for Joel, who of course covers uh, Creighton for the Omaha World Herald. We appreciate them for coming on as well. We'll catch you next time.